Hey guys, you are listening to The Man Show. This is your Corona update. Was going to go with Corona daily, but even I don't think I can make that kind of commitment with all the things I'm doing at the moment. Sitting around, watching porn, watching Netflix, seeing how long I can hold my breath, playing games on my phone. Really busy right now, so I didn't know if I could commit to Corona daily, but we will be doing Corona updates regularly here on The Man Show. And I'm joined by my former Dirty Sheets colleague and new father nick connolly hello everyone sorry sorry, nick from new york they don't know who that is nick connolly yeah nick from new york well now nick from new jersey but that's an old joke i guess yeah so i'm now uh, locked up in my house and i have a new baby that's one month old so uh things have been real interesting i would have been home anyway though because i'm on paternity leave but who knows when i'm going back to work now at this point so, yeah, give me the logistics of that, because you're off on paternity leave, which now bleeds into just being off and being paid for this whole situation. Yeah. And, so um, I work for a I work for a large technology company. I'm not really going to say which one it is right now because I'm not really supposed to uh, say who I work for. But um, basically, they've shut down operations globally um, and I'm off paternity leave April 9th. But uh, they're communication that they've given us is that we should expect to not go into work for the foreseeable future, but we will be paid accordingly as if we were working full-time at this point. So I'm very lucky to be working for such a large, rich company. Yeah. And uh, I have my own company, so I'm getting nothing. So I'm just sitting here scraping scraping through my savings and was hoping to get a refund for wrestlemania but i got a lovely credit voucher from united airlines which uh, yeah. which is not going to help me at all but that's the situation a lot of people struggling to get money back for their travel uh, self-employed people aren't covered um the um employed people are apparently here all getting 80 percent of their money uh, and of the 80 percent of their wages paid up to two and a half thousand pounds for however long this continues but we don't really know when that is there's like mass panic here now but it's a good thing because people were not taking it seriously but the main thing i think that pushed people over the line yesterday which is one of the the key points i want to cover on the show it wasn't the warnings it wasn't the deaths it wasn't the publicity from china it wasn't was the it publicity. world health organization not the no, cdc n- nope none of those Italy's not deaths. the prime minister not italy not the president of the united no. states none of those no. people no, not the postponement of all sports, nothing, nothing like that. But when McDonald's closed. Yeah, exactly. Ronald McDonald sent out a memo. <laughs> there was absolute mass panic. I received the closure screenshot from five different people and it was just being shared widely. As in, And the thing is, we missed the whole point of taking me seriously. We went from... It's not going to happen to me. I know that I'm too young to die from this. And if I get it, I get it. It's just worse than flu slightly. That was the that was the attitude before. Uh, we missed out. Let's take this seriously. Um, let's let's follow all of the procedures and things that have been put out. We missed that. We went straight to that's the end of the world. <laughs> but because the establishment that I just mentioned is open 24 seven, 365 days a year, including Christmas day. That's their market slogan. So when they close, it's understandable that it would cause, you know, some 
some panic or it would make it seem a little bit more real. But it was so funny that we went from not taking it seriously at all to taking it probably more seriously now than we need to. It's to the point where even I like text you yesterday and Nick's wife is a, is a doctor and I just said, look, are you hearing anything like in terms of <laughs> this might be biological, a biological weapon as opposed to what they're saying it is because that's like the whole thing it's like yeah 5g biological weapon um various theories a uh, uh, lowering population and it, that's an interesting one because there's a light a line graph that i saw yeah that says that the earth's population increases by 15 million people every three months which yeah. means that we would add 600 million people in the next decade yeah so that has some weight to it i don't know how they're going to tackle that problem but yeah th these are all things that have been banded around but nick reassured me or his wife reassured me that it is what it is but you're meant to go back to work in june how do you see that actually panning out like what's the reason for that so um so the well the first thing i want to say is about everybody coming up with these conspiracy theories i think that the what that really indicates is how little trust we have as a society in the institutions that are supposed to take care of, you know, take care of us, are the governments and the you know what, care organizations. Just, just to cut you off, just why you're saying that, that's exactly what I said. When we were getting relief packages, and I looked at the two people giving them to us, Boris and Trump, yep. I didn't believe it. I was, I was really concerned because I just thought, if they're giving people anything, especially the Tory government over here that have let people die under their leadership for years it actually concerned me as to how out of character these reactions were from these people it wasn't if it was bernie and jeremy corbyn in charge right. i would taken it i would have taken it with a pinch of salt and it would have been the right thing to do but these two but yeah i've got no faith in either one yeah and it's i mean that's just a sad state of affairs that people trust their governments and their leaders so little that they begin to come up with these conspiracy theories like 5g and biological warfare and it's just it's just sad that that's what we we've come to and as far as going back to work i mean what we're hearing over here all of the experts all of the the medical experts are saying that things aren't really going to get back to normal until we have a vaccine for this and the earliest time frame on that is 12 to 18 months so i mean where is our society going to be in 12 months if we're locked down until then people are going to go insane. There's going to be psychological damage. That's going to occur to millions of people. The economy is going to be in the shithole. Uh, they're talking about 25, 30% unemployment over here, which is just, I mean, a quarter of the population without a job, no income. Uh, we're going to see major businesses fail. I was talking to you, you get, you know, you're having trouble getting money back from United Airlines are telling you basically they don't have the money to give you. United Airlines might not exist. If if air travel is going to go down by 70% domestically and 100% internationally, they're not going to be able to exist. And they're, they're talking, you know, they, they tried to pass this this bill last night to give everybody relief on these, uh, on the economics, give everybody $1,200 and everything. But the bill didn't pass because as it turns out, they wanted to give $500 million to big companies. Now, I don't know if uh, not 500 million, 500 billion to big companies. Now, I don't know if that's the right thing or the wrong thing to do, because if these companies don't last by the time things start to get back to normal, then nobody will have a job. Right. I mean, well, I don't know. While we have you on air over anybody else, can you 
just quickly touch on um, the 5G situation in terms of people are, are are really buying into this one. But you you told me the other day there is no real dangers from this thing. Yeah, so 5G, I, I work in the industry that um, that basically has to do with 5G and cellular technologies and everything. And 5G radio is not vastly different than 4G or 3G or uh, even microwave radio, um, you know, what we use to heat up our food. So it's basically a very low energy radio signal that um, that they're using new frequencies that they haven't traditionally used for it um, to basically make the internet faster on your phone. Now, these technologies have been used for other purposes in the past. They've been used for radio communications and television and and all sorts of different things. So it's not it's not something that's new. We've been living with these radio frequencies being broadcast around us for about 100 years. Um, they're just using it for a new purpose. They're, they've just figured out a new way to use it to uh, send information and, and, and internet and data over the airwaves. It's literally, the radio signals are literally less energetic and less dangerous than, than sunlight. Sunlight is more dangerous to the human body than, than these radio signals. Sunlight is a what's called ionizing radiation. Uh, meaning that the energy that's being emitted by the sunlight is ha- it, there is enough energy in the sunlight to cause the atoms inside your skin to ionize and cause skin cancer. Um, the radiation that's being sent out on 5G, 4G, 3G, uh, television, uh, you know, Wi-Fi, microwave, microwave ovens, all of that stuff is less energetic than sunlight. It can't damage human cells. There's no research that indicates that it causes any damage to human sh- human cells. Um, it's really nothing nothing to be concerned with. But like I said, this is this is what happens when people don't trust telecommunications companies and they don't trust big corporations like uh, you know Google and Apple and Amazon and they don't trust Facebook and they don't trust the news and they don't trust the the governments that that run their countries. People cut, start coming up with their own theories on what all this stuff could be, and it's just. That's even scarier when you can't trust these people and you have to start coming up with your own ideas of what might be causing these problems. It's a combination of things. Like You need the conspiracy theories to start from somewhere. And I think the lack of uh, belief in the authority allows them to grow in terms of they would not be able to, you would not be able to fuel these without the lack of, uh, the lack of belief in the authority. It needs both sides. So basically, yeah, absolutely. you need to start a rumor and then the rumor's believability is increased by the lack of faith in the authority, which helps it grow. And then obviously different rumors from different people are more convincing. Well, I'll give you an example to, to make my point. Uh, Chinese doctors with their scaremongering things, there's a certain email going out saying, this is not what you think. Uh, we've been burying bodies. China's, China's lying about the numbers. Coming from a doctor uh, for in China, allegedly, and stuff coming from Italian nurses and doctors as well, close to the situation this adds a lot more weight to it obviously if it's there's a lot of stuff coming from there's a funny video out with this irish guy and we'll talk about funny videos and tiktok and all that shit as well on the show but there's a funny video out where a guy goes so my uncle's brother's friends and then he keeps going knows a guy at at the cia who knows a guy and he basically just carries going on for like two minutes and then after about a minute after about a minute you work out what he's doing you get the joke the joke is how everybody's saying i know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy my uncle's friends brothers mothers 
son works at this place and he heard this from this this and it's like this whole chain of bullshit but in order for anything to grow it needs to be a complete lack of trust in these people and i mean china to be honest people don't trust china because they have a long history of propaganda and lying to to the world and and making things seem better than they actually are i mean that's the communist country handbook they do that in north korea they did that in the old in the soviet union they do that in china so it's not surprising that people aren't going to trust what's coming out of china um but you know what would have been good is if we had a president that once the outbreak started who sent scientists and doctors over to the to china to study the disease and see what's actually going on and get firsthand reports and and we don't i mean trump pretended like this was a, a de- democratic hoax up until three weeks ago so uh you know D- donald trump's just as untrustworthy as the chinese government yeah um there, i mean he's once again it's another situation where he's become the butt of the jokes there's a uh, hundred videos put together about his handling of the situation um cav posted in our group the uh, recent um statements that he made yeah. dating up from around about mid-february to current which is only a four week a four week ter- a four week period where he's done a complete u-turn to the point where he's claiming that he knew all along how bad it was going to be <laughs> it's very odd when it's like these things are not hard to find me and you having the show and me slipping in some incorrect information or, or, or a, an opinion that gets proven to be completely wrong at nine minutes and 20 seconds on the show or something. It's pretty hard to dig up. And yeah, um, it, it would take a very uh, vivid and dedicated listener to, to sort of find and say, Hey, you said this. And you know, what? we've been, we've been two guys that have covered wrestling um, for, for years. And, and we've come across these kind of shadows that will do that. That will dig yes. up every error in terms of, uh, and, 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 Ignore the fact that you're 95% right. But this guy's on a massive global scale. He's, he's the president. Conferences. Yeah, he's the most famous person in the world, arguably. And he's, everything he does is is taped. Everything, everything. is yeah. documented. To come out and say... And it's not like it's not like Ryan Satin's covering him. It's like the BBC and NBC News and ABC News. You know? Yeah, so <laughs> how is this being allowed? To, I mean, when you're saying that you said something completely different and there's videos out to say that you completely disregarded this and even called it a hoax. You quoted as saying it's a hoax. You're videoed saying it's a hoax. How is it reached this point where he's not deemed to be insane? Because he's not <laughs> He's not sane. Like, he's in charge of stuff. And he's not saying... I know we went through the whole thing in the impeachment and what he did with the getting another country involved and he got away with it and get got getting a different country to get involved in his affairs, etc. And somehow, you know, he got away with it. But what about his actual sanity? Like, do we not have any kind of evidence here to say that he's insane? Is there no process to go, actually, you're unfit to be a president just on the basis that we don't think you're mentally capable of doing this job? Like, we have the evidence. It's a video of yeah. him saying something else. And fast forwarding to now where he has not turned around and say, he would be a lot more respected if he turned around and said, I underestimated this situation, I apologise, I, I was wrong, and I will. we will now be taking these steps. 
I was yeah, but that and, the thing uh, is, is that he's also got advisors where not everything comes from Donald Trump. So he didn't, he wouldn't have to shield all the responsibility. He could just, he could actually even say, uh, I was misinformed and I take the large portion of responsibility, but everybody would know that he was given this advice as well. But to kind of say, no, actually, I knew the whole time. I mean, is he, is he in a way, just to play devil's advocate here, is he trying to say, I knew, but I was put out in front of the cameras by my advisors to say something else. But I was deep down, I was actually concerned. Is that what he's trying to say? I, I, I think he's a devil's advocate. No, I don't think so. I think he just literally doesn't give a shit and just he just has no ability for self uh, reflection and no ability for honesty. He's just dude. He's he's in the WWE Hall of Fame for a reason. He's a complete maniac. He belongs on Monday Night Raw. He doesn't belong in the White House. He, you know, he, he's a great wrestling character, but he literally, I mean, it's the same thing WWE does where they, well, they'll just drop storylines or just do a 180 one week to the next. And the whole idea is that the audience doesn't remember. They don't have the, the ability to remember a week later, but I mean, maybe there's some truth to it. He's been doing it for years and been getting away with it. And as far as the president being removed from office for being completely uh, nuts, a complete lunatic, there is the 25th amendment for that but that would require his cabinet to vote uh, a majority vote in his cabinet to remove him from office for mental disability which isn't going to happen they're too reliant on him he's too popular among the republican party that that he's just i mean republicans still support him he still has over 90 percent of support with republicans and they're getting their news from fox news and fox news doesn't rehash all the mistakes and they try to paint things to make it look like donald trump knew all along and they're just as much of a bunch of liars and just as full of shit and that's just the way it, they don't they don't watch regular news they don't read the the newspaper they don't watch uh nbc news and they don't watch abc news and they don't watch cnn and they don't get their news from anywhere except from the republican conservative news media which is in a complete reality distortion field so, well, you know, how, how long you is then before we see the line actually go down in, in these in these countries where it's consistently going up? Like we're apparently meant to be two weeks behind Italy where we're going to see a massive increase. And then and then we'll see start seeing this go down. Italy's line went down for the last two days. Yeah. Just, just to update you on on that. So but it's not I mean, it's not like they conquered it, but the, the line is going down. I mean, it's, I mean, we're talking they had a massive day for, of, of 600 plus deaths. So it had to go down from there. But yeah, it is going down consistently day by day. I think we're not going to see a downturn until in the, in the United States, at least until the end of May or June. And that's just because of how big this country is and how the testing has just started really ramping up. Whereas, you know, there, there are more cases out there than there are accounted for. And they're going to start they're going to start seeing more and more people. Uh, for example, the Senator Rand Paul from Kentucky, he's had it since probably the beginning of March, and he had no idea because he had no symptoms. So he got a test. Once this test start, once they really start testing everybody, mm. then it's going to continue to go up until, uh, and then they're going to, you know, to really combat this, you need to test everybody, and then you need to trace who these people came in contact with and just continue to test, 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 and isolate the people who have it. And without knowing who has it and who doesn't, there's going to be no way to contain this. I mean, 
this is the United States. Every state has a different policy on containment. So whereas New York and New Jersey and California are on complete lo- lockdown, Florida is almost doing nothing. And people are going to the beach. I mean, they've recently closed parks and beaches. And oh, they're going to take, Wrestle- take WrestleMania. Like they're yeah, going to actually exactly. be able to get away with this this week. And, and even I know wrestlers that are, are hoping we're wishing for Florida to to act and it's almost unfortunate for WWE that this isn't in a New York or somewhere that that would have shut this shit down but they're able to fly in all of these people they've got six man six person matches where social distancing is going completely out of the window and the thing is is that we looked at a tweet the other day where uh, Ryan Shitstein was complaining <laughs> about um, Goldberg and Roman Reigns going nose to nose but at least that's reduced down to to two guys and there was some distance there but to come forward to this point where you know we've got mcdonald's closing here we've got loads of like states completely shut down there you've got your death rate going up because you were so late to react and then you're going to have all of these people in all of these crew all of these wrestlers and then to book a six person match and even outside of that you have some photos out today on on the instagram with three wrestlers sharing a hot tub together um during this during this period the company have done nothing to to take to 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 tackle like the seriousness of this internally and externally in terms of what their fans see so they're not helping the situation at all and the thing is they put themselves into a situation where by doing this event if one person comes out as having it, and bearing in mind, it can be symptomless for a long periods of time. So if somebody is revealed as having it in April, the assumption would be by the mass media that they went ahead with this event while this person was carrying it and they were, right, asympt- right. And they were asymptomatic. So that's going to be a big, big black mark on them. I mean, and that's so, a massive risk when you have a roster that big. Because the thing yeah. is, even if it's a Heath Slater who's not even going to be invited to WrestleMania, the mass media are not going to be bothered to do their research and be like, and say, oh, he wasn't even a guy that participated in WrestleMania. It's going to be like WWE superstar contracts virus. They did an event, um, you know, three weeks ago. Yeah, all it takes is one. All it takes is one. If if one wrestler down there gets gets coronavirus, they all have to go into self quarantine. Like that's and it's just weird because this isn't the wrestling show that we're doing. It's man show, but. Uh, wrestling is relevant to the news because they have made themselves relevant to the news by being the only show in town. They're the only people that have defied all the recommendations and everything. And Vince McMahon has kept himself relevant by being the only show in town. Well, that's not 100% true. There was one other show that was supposed to happen in Tokyo that was going to go ahead and there was no news coming out of what their decision was. And actually, I just got the alert. I'm talking U.S. sport. The U.S. sport, though. I just got the alert a few minutes ago. The Olympics are going to be postponed. Right. So, I mean, you know, they, they were going ahead and that, that was, wasn't until the summertime and they were just going to play it by year. But now the Olympics have been postponed. If the Olympics can get postponed, trust me, WrestleMania can get postponed. It's a fake sport. They can do whatever they want. You but, know what but, I mean? but, but this is the thinking behind it. Instead of thinking about lives and the, their roster and everything else, they were thinking everybody else is shut down. If we can hold on, we will be the only show in town. We will be the only thing that people watch. But what you're presenting to them is a product with no fans in, in, in attendance, which looks really bad and is, and is difficult to watch. So I don't understand why you'd want to be the last 
the last man standing because all you're putting yourself out for is representing a poor product. You'll be people watching this will be like, Jesus Christ, like I'm glad I stopped watching this because this is the worst it's ever been. And then yeah. you're never going to get these people back. I don't understand the, the point of it. You're, you, yes, you may be able to draw a rating, and yes, you may have television commitments, but why can't you fulfill those with repeats and postpone like everybody else? Not one person that works there wants the show to, to go ahead as, as planned. Nobody wants to have their moment, which should have been in front of 80,000 or 70,000 people, to be in an empty arena. Everybody else has, has, has cancelled. And the thing is, is that, Doing moving on to other sports, um, my understanding is is that the NBA and even Major League Baseball they could have continued on behind closed doors and they would have had humongous viewing figures. But the problem is is that players started to contract it, so that makes right. it impossible for you to carry on. And the thing is is that with all of the negative comments that are out there on the world of social media in terms of um, celebrities and sports people accelerating ahead and jumping the line to get tests. Um, there was a massive backlash with um, Idris Elba getting a uh, getting a test without having any symptoms, even though he ended up having it. And the fact that initially, once NBA players were had contracted it, that they were immediately getting tests. And obviously, I'm not talking about the teams that uh, where a player contracted it and then the rest of his team got a test. That was almost acceptable. But it was the fact that. Um, it was leaking out that all teams were just being provided with tests. And that's when people started to turn. And there was like even jokes around about, um, please, um, please um, be careful if you, if you want, a, if you, if you want a test, because there's loads of celebrities that haven't had theirs yet. Um, yeah. Well, I saw the joke I saw was if the, the fastest way, I don't know if you guys it was in the chat or not, what the fastest way to get a test is by coughing in the face of a rich person. Right. And then also, um, then on a, on a separate note, and if we uh, we had that video where they where they sang Imagine, um, <laughs> it, that just turned into "fuck you, we've got no money, you guys are fine, we yeah. are fucking die." Like, yeah, I've, the, the backlash against sports people and celebrities has been absolutely massive here. Um, well, I mean, Senator Rand Paul, I mentioned earlier, the, the, he's getting a ton of heat from the news media because he got a test like, you know, he, he knew he was exposed two weeks ago and then he got a test a week ago. And while waiting for the results, he continued to go to the Senate, didn't tell anybody, continued to go to the Senate. Then, you know, was working out in the gym at the Senate, went swimming in the pool at the Senate. And then when he got his test results, he goes, oh, shit, yeah, I have coronavirus. I need a quarantine. And everybody's like, are you are you fucking serious, dude? Like you sit in a room with 60 to 80 year olds and negotiate laws all day and you have fucking coronavirus. What the hell's the matter with you? And to make matters work worse, he's a medical doctor. That's his training and background. So he's getting a ton of heat for, for that. Yeah, there's 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 a lot of hatred out in general. But then also at the same time, it's a weird place, the internet, because I almost feel like if we were in 1997, where, it was, you know, the internet was just a few years old, I'm not sure that we would have gone into this lockdown. I feel that there was a lot of hysteria created by, by this. And then I think, you know, obviously... It has led to us going into the situation. I'm not sure how much the internet's involved. It's involved in so many ways in terms of in one place you look, there's people take doing TikToks and there's 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 people trying to benefit from people being at home. We've obviously got girls on 
um, on, you know, these girls that do like OnlyFans and these porn sites, they're trying to cash in on it. We've got people trying to cash in with funny videos. We had celebrities that tried to cash in and they got absolutely panned for it. Yeah. Obviously, Netflix and Apple and all these people are making their money from like streaming services. So we know they're going to be like the beneficiaries of it as well. Well, uh, I know Apple's, time, Apple's computer sales are through the roof right now because people have right. to work from home, you know? Yeah, and that, and that's and there's um, just weird stuff as well that people don't even think of. Like so, um, today because my gym's closed, I tried to source some free weights, and there isn't any. There isn't any online. There's <laughs> there's there's no free weights at any of the shops to, to get them. I would have to just be able to get these from eBay now, but secondhand if I want any weights. So I already have like some. I've got luckily. I immediately went and got a stepper to do some like cardio or i'll go out and have a run at least but there's no weights available at all free weights are sold out in the uk as well as all the supermarket shit like um with um fighting over toilet roll and hand sanitizer and all that kind of stuff it, right. I mean, that's obviously going on worldwide but now things you don't even think about like free weights was a new thing that was the i i wasn't actually struggling with the because i can wipe my ass it's weird because they, they're trying to get the um the toilet tissue but just regular tissue will do the same job but there's there's loads and loads of like um you know blow your nose tissue and kitchen yeah, roll. It's Kleenex, like, think, yeah it's like kitchen you don't think you can wipe your ass for kitchen roll in time in a time of need and you it would fucking work easily but um but yeah so that, that one's that one amuses me and in hand sanitizer we still have soap as well so so that's not a big deal either but the the free weight thing was so weird i think i'm literally the only person or maybe it's just too fresh and more people will pick up on this in the next few days. But yeah, there is no exercise equipment left in the, uh, in the shops. No, I mean, that makes total sense. If people can't go to the gym, they they're bored. They don't have anything else to do. So why not, why not work out? I, I mean, I have a prediction that in nine months, we're going to see a massive baby boom. We're going to see babies born all over, all over the world because people are just at home and there's nothing to do. So they're just having sex with their wives and, and they're just getting them pregnant. This is going to be we're going to have a lot of babies in nine months. Well, that's the thing. Like, this is a game changer for like the dating scene at the moment because you know, like, people are just sitting there bored, and there's loads of girls that you can put a text out to, and you don't need to take them out. Like, you can actually <laughs> get straight round to their house. Like, you can miss, you can skip A and B completely. It's a perfect reason. Like, you have yeah. no choice. All dates now will be taken immediately. Play, uh, taking place immediately in in the house so so yeah that's good i guess if you can <laughs> that's if, that's the bright side i guess right it's very weird uh, do you know what it's a, this is a weird little thing that i just sort of picked up on um how come uh tinder are allowed to continue operating during the um during this situation because would that not be encouraging or discouraging social distancing I mean, that's well, you could look at it the other way maybe they're it's encouraging people just meeting online than in real life it's super social distance uh, distancing, but inevitably you are in, you are encouraging like meetups. So yeah, I guess I don't know. I mean, what are they going to do? Shut down? Oh, I don't know. It's, I just find it very odd. Like in terms of um, my Tinder's definitely got gone up this week um, in terms of um, likes and whatnot, which means that people are obviously looking through it. So. Yeah, well, I Tinder, just... I'm looking it up on the news. Tinder is it put out a press release that they want people to find quarantine buddies and that you can swipe around the entire world. It's no longer just uh, locked to your to your area. So, you know, I okay. guess they just, yeah, why not? Well, what's quarantine buddies? What's that entail? 
That's all they say. We want to help people find quarantine buddies. I don't know if that means people to come over and have sex with you while you're in quarantine or just people to talk to online. Then that would be that would be like really reconfirming really my point in terms, of, <laughs> in terms of how can you be allowing that at this point in time. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I, I would if at a younger age, I'd be seeing this as quite a good opportunity, I think, to to, to do that. But. I don't know. It's not. It's not. It's not something that like I'm too fussed about at the moment. If so, if somebody just messaged me on Tinder and says, "Hey, what are you doing tonight?" Then I might be around there. But I'm not exactly knocking down anybody's door. But I can see how between the uh, eighteen to eighteen to thirty year olds, this is going to be like a big thing. Like it's it's probably there's probably I would imagine meetups and especially directly at house are going to be up a lot. Yeah, I mean, you were telling me that your uh, your uh, escort buddy was having booming business, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we we talked about that on the on the last show because Cab's girlfriend wanted to know, and I said he's actually busier than he's been uh, for for a while. Like people don't care, and it's weird because he may need to restructure the entire business because I was actually in uh, in the office on Saturday, and the calls, the phone calls, completely dried up at midnight. But huh. there were missed calls. They opened the office at eight and there were loads of missed calls there. And they were able to get all of the girls out for pre-bookings uh, for guys that wanted to book from 6 p.m. So huh. it's a weird boom period where the pubs and clubs traffic is gone. So the whole thing of people coming out of bars and clubs and feeling horny and choosing between an escort or a strip club, that's gone because it doesn't exist. Right. They're now just at home and horny. And we're talking get up have breakfast, watch TV, do whatever you do. All of a sudden, three, four, five o'clock, I'm horny. That's now becoming the the key time. It's, it's a weird shift, but at the end of the day, they still don't care about the virus and they still want to continue on with booking the escorts. And there is that element of it. There is still a lack of care. And the most, and as I said, going back full circle to the start of the show, the biggest shift that I've seen in that attitude has been the closure of McDonald's. <laughs> that that's the game changer right there. It, it, what do you think about that? Like, so, do, do you think that? Do you think that? It, looking at that, and I, I see, I don't. We're like real people who are on the ground. Like we're not politicians, but right. I don't think politicians will understand the gravity of that. And if there was a way, I would think that you could explain as somebody that has. A lot of WhatsApp groups, for example, if I could speak to Donald Trump today, I'd be like, contact McDonald's, make a, organize a financial package with them to come out and say that they're closing. And you'll see a massive response. It's such a weird thing to say. Yeah. But I swear, as I said to you earlier, and I've not said on the show, in, in 20 years, when in 2040, when or even 10 years, in 2030, when Netflix released a documentary on this period of time, um, There'll be a um, 50-year-old or 30, uh, sorry, 45-year-old version of me on there going, hey, uh, everything changed when McDonald's announced their, their closure and it changed yeah. all, all, me and all of my friends. But that awareness of that with political figures isn't, isn't going to be there, obviously. I mean, it, it's, it's a shock to society because McDonald's has been one of the only consistent things throughout our entire lives it's something that's yeah. always been there it's never uh, not been there you know right and even when they went and it, it wasn't it didn't quite do it 
not didn't quite do it, didn't do it when they were stopping people from sitting in. As long as they continue to operate a drive-through service, which is what they yeah. do on Christmas, which is what they do on Christmas Day, um, they still existed in terms of the seriousness was wasn't quite there. It was just like, hey, try and stay away from this, try and stay away from that. But right, but it was almost important. It was almost a case of like, okay, so you 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 would hang out with someone as long as they said. You haven't got it, have you? Will you oh, have you have you had a cold or whatever? No, I haven't. I'm fine. Okay, so I'll hang out with you. That that's. I don't know. For me, me, I mean, as a New Yorker, this is kind of like what it was like around 9/11, though. Um, things were shut down like this around 9/11. So I've kind of see. We didn't. Me, me and Cav asked that on the on the on the show last time because he's because obviously he's in San Jose and we were wondering what kind of lockdown and what occurred after 9/11 because obviously you didn't know. Of if on September the twelfth, thirteenth, fourteenth, whatever, you were going to get hit again, right? Um, and, and what was coming for you? Like there could have been there were there were three attacks that day, but we didn't know that if on the twelfth that it wasn't going to be uh, the Statue of Liberty or the Empire State or you know we didn't know what was going to come. But right, I don't I don't recall us shutting down. Well, we shut down for at least a, a, about a week where nobody went out of their house and. Uh, that was just kind of like, you know, we were told to stay indoors and, and, and not, you know, go, the city was shut down for a long time, dude. Like you couldn't get into the city for at least a month or so, uh, in, in, into Manhattan itself. They shut down all the bridges and tunnels. And if you weren't, if you were out of the city, you couldn't get back in. And everybody who was downtown ran across the Brooklyn bridge and it was just crazy here. But, uh, and we didn't go to school, but that only lasted outside of the city for like a week. And then things started to get, you know, people, st- obviously things weren't normal. Like there was, everybody was in shock, but you, you, the gas stations were open. And this is actually closer to what happened when Hurricane Sandy happened about five years ago, where there was no, there was no, uh, Hurricane Sandy was almost worse because it was no power. Uh, there was no gas. You couldn't get gasoline. There was no internet. There was no, all the restaurants were closed because all their refrigerators were, weren't working. So they had no food. It was like, that was crazy. And that was for at least two or three weeks that it was like that. But I mean, at least you could go out and like hang out with people and walk to your friend's house mm. and, you know, you ha- you ha- go to a, a bar and the beer was warm, but you know, it was open, but you know, it was. Uh, we've been through this in New York, this kind of thing, a few times with the hurricane and with 9 11, um, but nothing this long. I mean, they're saying this is going to be for months and months. So uh, it's this, that's what's really different about this. But so to finish up on that, like 9 11 didn't, didn't carry out, didn't, didn't obviously hold the, the longevity of this in terms of how long everything remained shut and how long right. the lockdown lasted and, and whatnot. We moved on fairly quickly, but the long-term effects still be felt to this day. It, changed, it completely, utterly revolutionized air travel. Uh, right. it, it completely revolutionized airport security moving forward. Security what, everywhere. There's air, you know metal detectors going into Madison Square Garden. That yeah. wasn't a thing when I was a kid. You know? you right. didn't have... So what's the... What's the long term? This is this is a longer period, a longer period of of, of um, isolation and etc. So, what do you think the long term effects of this? Do you think we're going to be for taking uh, having thermometers put in our mouths before we go into events and like having our fevers checked and like what's the or do we or is this actually not going to have any long term effects and we just go back to the normal? 
Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of businesses that have been around for a long time disappear. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of restaurants and and movie theaters and a, a lot of industries just change because you know, if you own a restaurant, you can't stay closed for two weeks without going out of business, you know? So we're going to see a lot of that happen. Um, and I'm hoping but in terms that, of like, but in terms of what I'm talking, we're yeah, no. heading more towards his process in terms of how our process changes in terms of mass gatherings, et cetera. I think this is going to change. I don't think it's going to change that so much. I think it's going to change a lot of the way people look at them, their place in the world, um, where, if a virus can do this out of nowhere, I think people are going to start. I hope people are going to start rethinking global warming. I think this is going to be a kick in the ass for a lot of society, um, and we're going to start rethinking how we have to structure the society. And I'm hoping that it'll bring some sort of universal health care to the United States. I'm hoping that it'll bring some sort of reform to the social safety net. So if this were to happen again, people wouldn't be, you know, put out on the street. I mean, if you take a look at what uh, they're talking about, this is going to cause another depression. You know, the last time the United States had 25, 30 percent unemployment was the Great Depression in the 19, uh, you know, late 1920s, 1930s, where people just didn't have jobs and people were just poor and, and you know, starving in the streets. And that time period, Social Security was invented. Um, unemployment protections were invented. A lot of changes happened in the United States that we still benefit from to this day, you know, uh, Social Security, unemployment being the two primary ones where when you're old, you get, you know, some sort of subsidy to help you survive. And if you lose your job, the government gives you some sort of money. And I hope that this changes the way people look at their role in society and we get universal health care and we get some kind of reform in the way things are structured. You know, that, the, you know, the, the Great Depression was a terrible thing that this country went through, but it brought about a lot of really good things that we that we still live with. And maybe we'll get some kind of Green New Deal or some kind of good reform that that people will wake up. I don't know. I mean, do you feel that that's a possibility that things, you know, will start to get better politicians and people will start to get more serious about their role in the world? Well, we we're locked in with our guy for, for another four years at least. But, I mean, you have an election coming up. I don't know what Biden's environmental policies are. Um, I mean, originally I was just sort of worrying, wondering about mass gatherings in terms of whether we, when they do immediately resume, whether we're asked to wear masks or take our temperatures. I'm hearing that's what is actually going to happen, but I'm not I'm not 100% sure on that um i just wondered how long that would continue on for a for a sustainable period but in terms of the other stuff yeah i would think you would think you'd be optimistic that this would scare the shit out of people from moving forward because i think to use a different analogy if you have a head-on car accident you drive more carefully next time when you get back right um right you know once the neck collar and everything comes off and you almost died I imagine that you sit in slow lane for for a while, and I would think that Earth. Let's get too deep, but I think this is Earth's way of putting us into the, the slow lane, maybe, and um, we'll be we'll be a lot more cautious of everything. But I, like I said, it's not down on a, a lower level like us. It's not down really at ground level. Yeah, we can recycle and put shit in the, you know, not throw shit on the floor and eat better and things like that but actually it comes from the top but when when trump's attitude towards 
global warming is what it is, there isn't really much hope for anybody when when he's a key decision maker. So what can you do I mean, when, when he's having a feud with a fucking 16 year old? I mean, but the the president at the beginning of the of the Great Depression was was Herbert Hoover, and that guy was was a complete disaster. And there's a lot of parallels between his complete inability to rise to the occasion and 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 actually be an effective leader to what Trump is like. You know, there there were people living in in shanty villages outside of major cities called Hoovervilles because he just didn't do anything. He just watched the economy tank and didn't really even try to offer any solutions. So, and after that, we got Franklin Roosevelt, who t- ended up being one of the greatest presidents in American history, who came up with, uh, you know, farm subsidies and, and got us off the gold standard and, and the, uh, the insurance corporation for the bank, Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, where if the bank goes under, the United States government gives you your money back. And all these social security, uh, unemployment, fair labor standards, all these different programs that he instituted over his his presidency and then he won world war ii for us so you know it's always darkest right before things start to get better and i hope that that's that's what's going on right now that people will wake up and and kind of smell the coffee and and start really you know giving it all and and working towards their civic duty and electing leaders who are going to take care of us so see as you said you mentioned that just to just was going to finish up there but there's like a scary video, like an older lady coming out and uh, who's saying that this is going to last much longer than people think. And apparently, because obviously none of us were around then, um, she remembers during World War Two being told that they would need to stay inside for two weeks and then it would be over. Yeah. And it was six years, obviously. So, yeah. Um, I mean, that, that, that one's being shared around. But there's a lot of shit being shared around. There's videos all over the place you can't really get away from them and as i said the variation between people just trying to make money off there people trying to make money not off this but money during this period there's people trying to profit from people being in there's people making jokes about the the virus like when me and you did this show, started doing the show we found a funny track to put to start but i had seven or eight to choose from the fact that there's seven or eight songs about the coronavirus um sort of adds weight to that in terms of people making light of the situation then you go to the opposite scale where there's massive 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 scaremongering videos and and things like that there's there's, you know i think the real gravity of the situation sits somewhere in the middle um companies are making money companies are losing money the virus is bad but it's not the end of the world like it's i feel that everything sits in in the middle and i do think that um we will be back to somewhat normality by June, July, but I'm not 100% in the camp that this was started by um, the wet foods market, et cetera. And I'm not completely writing <laughs> off biological weaponry. And, but I, but I'm also not going down the path of where this is the world. And I think at the maximum, but Billy, at the I end of the day, even if it is a biological weapon and it didn't start there, what's, what difference does it make? We're here now. Like exactly, if- <laughs> exactly. But my, but I just, I think if I was to throw out, a wild theory that I that I could feed into, I would think that this is kind of a negotiation tactic. In Turkey, you know, obviously, USA were having uh, Iran and China over the past four or five months. Um, as in, this is this seems like a power play. This seems like a very small virus as compared to what they could be capable of releasing. It's. It, I think if I was to be Mister Conspiracist, I would say 
this may be some kind of small warning to to somebody. Yeah, like but China. from whom? From from China? I would say so. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's possible, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It doesn't they, matter. They seemed it. very strangely prepared for how to react to this, and they seem to be on the up now. And they, but this is the, this is like the fifth epidemic that China. Yeah, yeah, but this that's China, and this is the fifth epidemic that they've dealt with in in you know the last twenty years. They've dealt with swine flu and bird flu and SARS. And but there's a separate subject called the year for another show in terms of these epidemics keep coming around from the same thing. Like, so what? When are these people going to be told you cannot eat this stuff? Well, it's not just it's not just that, Billy. It's that there's the the country's overpopulated. And there are parts of it that are very rich and very developed. And then there are parts that are very poor and very undeveloped. And those two parts interact with each other all the time. And they don't have the same regulations that we have over here as far as agriculture goes and, and quality assurance. And, you know, it's a corrupt society where, wherein that there's massive pollution and massive abuse of agricultural laws and all of that stuff where – you know, they're 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 an advanced country and they're a rich country, but they're in a lot of ways they're twenty years behind the West as far as maintenance and 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 following specific norms as far as agriculture and all that stuff goes. But they're ahead in other ways in that they have a government that is very centralized and can mobilize a lot of manpower very quickly. And in the West, that's just not the way our governments are structured. We we live in democracies where everything takes a long time and there's arguments and there's people. But the problem is that they're going to face is that the, the, the images are very damning and they've made themselves the enemies of the world like through that. And that's, I mean, Mr. Joe Simpleton out there um, is seeing that and hearing this and all fingers are pointed towards China. So I agree. But you know, what do you, at the end of the day, what do you, what is China going to do about it? I mean, they're, they're, they're still going to continue building all of the things that we need in our daily lives, all of the electronics. Maybe maybe it'll help us divorce ourselves from China a little bit and, and we'll start to become self-reliant. But I don't necessarily see that happening either. Uh, you know, the, the best thing that can happen in this situation is for us. Well, why, to does, try- why does Trump keep calling it the Chinese virus as opposed to its real name? Because he's a dick. Because he wants to use this as a, a, as a political ploy to try to get reelected, to make himself look like the hero fighting against China. That's the only thing he knows how to do. But, what but, we but, so so pure and clear racism will get you votes in your country. Yeah, because people are scared and they want to blame somebody, so they want to blame the Chinese. I mean, full disclosure: my wife is from China and she was born in Wuhan, and a lot of her family are in Wuhan. To this day, her grandparent, her grandmothers, her grandfathers are, are both passed away, and a lot of her uncles all live in Wuhan. And you know, they now feel bad for us, you know, and they're they're want to make sure we're okay. Uh, and you know, they've they've lived through it since December, so they know what it's like. But you know, I, I'm talking to my mother-in-law, and she's I'm like, why why was it so effective the shutdown and the quarantine? And she's like, well, it's a communist country, and people do what they're told, and they sit inside and. Everybody, you know, there's no sense of that freedom where people want to go outside. Yeah, they, when the they're told they don't, they don't go onto beaches like fucking morons, like in here and 
in Florida. Right. So right. I mean, they they're they're they the government says you have to stay inside for three months. People stay inside for three months, no questions asked, and that's just the mentality over there. And what we could really do is, if we really want to get through this as a world, because a whole world, it's it's an Earth virus, right? Like this virus could have sprung up anywhere. They happen to spring up in China often because of the climate and, like I said, the laxed agricultural laws and the corruption and and the massive overpopulation. But this is something that the entire planet's in in together. And what we need to do is learn from each other. And we need to send people over to China and we need to talk to the Chinese and see what worked and what didn't. And the Chinese should also try to reach out to us as well, where they're that, where that, you know, they, they kind of covered this up for a few weeks, six weeks before they kind of let the world know what was happening. And that was wrong as well. So there's, everybody has a, a, a part to blame. And I think that's just human nature. And to be honest, the Chinese are trying to use this as an opportunity to get, to garner favor in the world because of the vacuum left by the United States in the past, if this thing was going on, the U S would be, would be the country that was sending out the face masks and the relief to other countries. But China's doing that now. I mean, the number one provider of supplies to Italy right now, as far as medical supplies and research and doctors and everything is China. So, you know, we need to stop playing these geopolitical bullshit games that we play with each other. And we need to all start working together as, as one world to try to get through this because the, the whole world is affected, you know, like we need to ask China, Hey, what did you guys do? What worked? How are you able to contain this? And maybe listen to them because they might have some ideas and maybe they should listen to us to try to figure out ways of preventing. This oh, kind I of think thing people, I think, in the future. People, I think people are copying the ideas. I just think the implementation of, of what they're saying is, is harder to, to put, you know, to, to, to succeed with in places like Italy, where you you know you have uh, video compilations of mayors going out on the streets and, and telling people what the fuck are you doing here? Like, are you, are right. you stupid? Like, why? And there's even though videos out from Spain of like how the police are like just battering people like who are out on the street because um, because they're there and, and and yeah, it's just it's just been harder to implement. It's 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 difficult to. Yeah, you, they know how to how to tackle it, and they can easily advise people. But when people are more used to their their freedoms and, right. and whatnot, then it's then it's a lot more difficult to to implement. For China, just to say it's easy, three month lockdown, nobody comes in. Oh, I'm not gets, saying I'm not saying delivered. it's yeah. I'm not saying it's it's easy, and I'm not saying it's not going to take a lot of adjustment for people in Western societies who are used to. Oh no, but what I'm, I, my point is, is that we know, I think, I think we've, I think we've heard from them and we're trying to, we need to listen to them. Well, I, I think Italy's idea was to copy what they were doing, but I just don't think there's, it's, it's working as well because I'm not even just talking about the government. So Bill, I'm saying the, the people everyday Joe Schmoes should listen. They should listen to to other people sometimes and stop. I mean, that's really what these people who are going out and ignoring the warnings, that's just selfishness and people thinking they know better. And people are going to die from that. They need to listen to what what people are saying. And that all goes back, coming full circle to people just mistrusting. So every day this, this changes. So I'll be doing more shows than once a week. Just depends who wants to come on with me or whether I have to do it by myself. But that's it from me. That's it from Nick. I'll be back in the week. Thanks for listening.